Hi, and welcome to another episode of Livius TV. I'm your host, Jason Breitkopf, and today we're going to be talking about a topic that a lot of folks have been asking us about, and so I put a lot of thought into it, and I wanted to share my thoughts with you. We're talking about the transition from elementary school to middle school. Now, everybody remembers the warm, fuzzy feelings that they had when they were in elementary school. You've got your one teacher who you spend all day with, the same group of 15 or 20 or maybe at some schools even 25 kids in class all day and you get to know that teacher all year long and that teacher usually at the elementary school level uh, most of the teachers are women so usually she's a big influence on you as a, as a young person and we all have real fond memories of that one or two elementary school teachers who meant a lot to us. And even these days, with the focus on STEM and other uh, special topics, uh, a lot of elementary schools still have music and art programs, uh, and they do get pulled out to work with specialist teachers for those programs. Most students at the elementary level still spend all day long with one teacher. Nowadays, though, a lot of schools do have a second teacher uh, uh, that floats through multiple classrooms, uh, usually called a teacher's aide, and that's usually a special ed teacher who helps out. But for the most part, it's still like it was back in the day. One teacher, first grade, second grade, fourth grade, in elementary school. And then the transition to middle school. Middle school is a completely different thing. And in addition to our own, as adults, terrible memories of middle school, most people have their middle school horror stories, um, in popular culture, middle school is also seen as this overwhelming experience for young people, full of peer pressure and bullying and all that sort of thing. And the truth is, it's not as bad in the real world as it is in the movies or in our memories. But middle school is a lot more stressful for students than elementary school. And along with a lot of the stresses that most students are feeling, it might even be in some ways more stressful than it was when we went there, even if there's less bullying. So a couple things that you can do to help your students get prepared for the transition from elementary school to middle school include, first, a lot of school districts, whether they're public school districts or private schools, offer tours of the building, the middle school building, for students who are matriculating into that middle school. And I strongly recommend taking the tour. And don't just take the tour as a parent. Bring your students with you. There, whether that middle school begins in 5th grade, 6th grade, or 7th grade, the students are, are transitioning from a, a school that was probably physically smaller and had a lot fewer students. Remember, whether it's a middle school that's a private middle school or a public school middle school, students are usually coming from multiple different elementary schools. So you might have two, three, four, five different elementary schools, all with one, two, three, four, five hundred students feeding into one middle school that could have as many as a thousand students, which is a big difference from a small uh, personal experience based elementary school. So taking a tour of the building, knowing where the classrooms are, where the sports facility is, gymnasium, etc., where the arts facility is, the auditorium and music classrooms and art classrooms, etc., knowing where they are, knowing where the cafeteria is, knowing how to find the bathrooms, can really help students transition into middle school a little more comfortably at the beginning of their sixth, fifth, seventh grade school year, whatever year that elementary school starts. A couple other things are really important as well. Uh, academically, there's a few things to think about. First, 
Students go from having that one elementary school teacher to having two, three, four teachers at a time and having a more uh, classroom-based education system. You have your English classroom with your English teacher, your math classroom with your math teacher, your science classroom with your science teacher, your social studies classroom. And some schools, whether it's sixth or seventh grade, even start language instruction, foreign language instruction. So you might have as many as five core teachers in middle school as opposed to the one core teacher you had in elementary school as a student. So helping the students meet those teachers. So going to any parent-teacher conferences and open houses and meet and greets with the teachers and the staff is very important. Get to know the vice principal for your grade or the, the head of house in a multi-building middle school. That's really important and bringing your student along so that your son or daughter gets to know these people and see them as people, as really people. Because unfortunately, they're going to spend less time during the day with each individual teacher, and they're not going to create relationships as strong as they did with their elementary school teacher as quickly. They might create a great relationship, but it won't be as quickly because they're not spending all day long with that teacher. They're not there from the first thing in the morning till you know, morning meeting, end of day meeting, snack time. All the things that they spend that are more social and less academic with their elementary school teacher, they may not get to do with their middle school teacher. So getting to know them, meeting them outside of class is a great way for students to do that. Speaking of academics, another great thing to do is to understand how homework works at the middle school level. Now, there is a movement going on in American public schools to reduce the amount of homework or even no homework solutions where students do all their work in school. Unfortunately, most students are not going to experience that. Most middle school students are going to have homework. The amount of homework students receive in elementary school can be measured in minutes. It's usually about 10 minutes per grade level. So even a fourth grader might only get 30 to 45 minutes of homework per night. Middle school is completely different. Recent studies by different organizations show that students may get anywhere from one to three hours worth of homework at the middle school level. That's a completely different experience. So understanding how homework works, keeping track of it, and using the tools that the school gives you, like an agenda book, to manage your homework is a huge shift for middle school students. So understanding how that works as a parent and as, in some ways, your, your own student's primary educator is really important. Get to know that agenda book. And most schools are online these days. They have programs like Google Classroom, PowerSchool, Aspen, and those are just the three that my own experience has introduced me to, whether as a teacher or as a parent. And there's many, many more. The, the school's going to give you a login. Log into that. Look at what your students are working on. I know your students are going to feel like you're checking on them and you don't trust them, but that's not what it's about. What it's about is just knowing what's going on, understanding the workload they're getting so that you can help them out. You might not be able to help them with their homework anymore. Keep that in mind. And it's not that you as a parent are not smart. You're plenty smart. I mean, you're watching this video. You're obviously looking to be uh, more informed about what your students are working on. So it's not about that. What it's about is you as an adult went to high school, graduated high school probably, went to college probably, graduated college probably, and may even have gone to graduate school. And the further you get in school, the more and more focused you're getting. You're, if you're a lawyer, you don't think about science anymore. You don't take science classes in law school. If you're a doctor, you don't take history classes in medical school. You just don't. So the further along you get in your education, and once you're out of school, the further along you get in your career, 
the more and more focused you get. So the general knowledge needed to help your 6th, 7th, or 8th grader with their homework just isn't there anymore. You're just not thinking about it and probably haven't for years. So don't beat yourself up about that. Realize that you may not be able to help your middle school student with his or her homework anymore. And that's okay. There are programs and facilities available at many middle schools, uh, peer centers, uh, after school centers, the special ed department will have a learning center probably. And if that is not enough, there are outside services like tutoring companies and independent tutors who can help you. So there are resources available to help you and your student if you need it. So those are just a few tips. There's plenty more. Recently I wrote an article for our blog. Look below in the notes and, and or the post to see a, a link to that article on our website. And then you can find out a little bit more information about that. Now, hopefully you've been watching the videos and you uh, saw one that we posted recently about transitioning from elementary to middle school. So today we're going to be talking about the transition from middle school to high school. Now, it depends on the person. For many people, the transition from elementary to middle school is very traumatic. For me, it was a little bit different. Uh, it wasn't that big of a transition, actually. Um, the big transition and the, and the one that was traumatic for me was the transition from middle school to high school. And, and that is true for a lot of folks. I really wanted to focus on some of the different issues that go into that. Uh, one of the biggest ones for students transitioning from middle school to high school is social. Now, when we talked about the previous transition, we focused more on uh, the anxiety students feel about a new space, a new building, uh, lots more students. But we really didn't talk about the social aspects. Students going into middle school are probably thinking about you know, their, their interests, what music, what movies, what TV shows they like a lot more, and they're not all the same kids shows, so they're starting to differ from their friends. That may be true, but it's really um, emphasized at the high school level. Starting freshman year of high school, students tend to split off into groups or cliques much more than they do in previous years. And as multiple elementary schools feed into middle schools, and then possibly multiple middle schools feed into a single high school, whether it's a big high school in a city or a regional high school in a suburban or rural area, now you're sitting with and working with and learning with students from neighborhoods that you, didn't know, you haven't known them your whole lives as a student. You didn't grow up with them as a student. Even though they may have grown up in the same town as, as your child, that student doesn't know these other kids. So that social shifting is a huge factor in ninth grade, and that's one thing to look out for. One of the things that can help students is, uh, rather than worry about the friends they've lost, and students are gonna worry about the friends they've lost, friends who have changed interests, or they're not in the same classroom anymore, or they're in different tracks at their high school, whether that's uh, academic tracks like uh, honors versus college prep, or the, um, you know, business program and or the tech program versus the uh, college-based program, whichever way your high school does it, students may find themselves in different programs or tracks uh, from their friends at the middle school or, or elementary level. So one thing to focus on instead of the loss is to look forward to making new friends. And I know that sounds like a challenge, uh, but there's a couple ways to do that at the high school level that aren't available to younger students. One is the high school will probably have a lot more clubs and activities than middle school did or than the elementary school did at all. Uh, you know, whether it's an academic club like the math team or a chess club or when I was in high school I was in the political science club, that was a chance to meet new people who shared interests with me. 
Uh, also, there's a lot more options for sports. Many middle schools will have a track team or a baseball team, but that's about it. At the high school, depending on how big your high school is, there could be five or 10 or 15 different sports. Everything from the big name sports like basketball, football, baseball, and soccer, through things like tennis, bowling, golf, swim team, dive team, depending on where you are in the country, there's a lot of different options for students to meet people who share similar interests and make a new pool of friends. There's also the arts. Lots of schools have art clubs and theater programs and music clubs and after school chorus and marching band. And that's a chance for, for students to make new friends who share interests. And I think the theme that's coming through here is it's about shared interest. One of the things I've discovered about elementary schools and middle schools to a certain amount is, is that they're generally organized by where in the town or what town you live in. So they're your neighbors. They're the kids you grew up with in terms of you could walk to their house. That doesn't mean you share interests with those folks. They're just your neighbors and so you have some similar and shared experiences, but the true things you care about, the things you love, may not be the same. It's starting in high school and much more so in college where your social groups are built around common interests. And that's a good thing because these are friends that you're going to hopefully have for the rest of your life. So. That's one big aspect of the transition from middle school to high school that's overlooked is the positives of the social interactions. Another big factor for the transition from middle school to high school are the classes themselves. The level of classes and the focus of the classes become more intense. They're just harder and not hard in a bad way. They're hard in your learning new and amazing things. Uh, there's a great difference between a high school biology or physics class than middle school general science. They're much more focused on specific topics. The same thing for math. It goes from general math to learning about algebra or geometry or calculus. Even in English or social studies. It might go from general social studies, world cultures, to US history, European history, AP history. And in English class, you're going from the transition from learning how to read to reading for information to at the high school level, reading literature and using reading to discover and learn new things. So everything is a little bit more advanced and a little bit harder, even if you're not taking the most advanced classes, which if you can, I would recommend just to maximize uh, your ability to get into the college of your choice. So the classes are a little bit harder and you as a parent, you're probably not gonna be able to help. I mean, there may be some areas, if you're a history professor, Sure, you know enough about history that you can help your son or daughter with their history homework. But that may mean that even algebra is a topic that you've lost because you haven't done it in so many years and that's okay. It's okay to, to admit that you don't know everything. I mean, it's hard, we as parents, it's hard to say that to, to our children. We don't know everything, but we don't. And so there are facilities at the high school some teachers stay after school. There are often uh, tutoring or peer tutoring centers on campus or learning centers. Uh, the SPED department will often do programs to help students who are struggling in a topic. And uh, there's always the chance of tutors. Whether it's after school programs, a uh, private company, a private tutor, there's help out there. So don't just let it go. If something's challenging for your student, get help. Just ask for help. That's, in my opinion, more than any other, the three most important words in the English language ask for help. So I strongly recommend that. Another big thing is that students are maturing physically and emotionally at the high school level in a way that you really haven't seen since they were little kids. You know, when they were transitioning to middle school, 
sure they're growing up, they're getting taller, but in many ways, middle school kids are still little kids. I remember a class I taught once at a middle school. It was seventh grade algebra. This is when I worked in public schools. And the students, uh, you know, were maturing physically and emotionally. They were starting to get a little bit older. And yet one of the students had a, an IEP, an individualized education plan, where she was allowed to bring a stuffed animal to school. And all the kids, both boys and girls, asked and received from her a chance to snuggle with that stuffed animal during class. And it was part of the program to allow that. And I was really happy to do so because they're still little kids in many ways when they're in seventh grade. When they're in ninth, 10th, 11th, and now 12th grade, by 12th grade, a lot of students are adults these days. Students are turning 18 during senior year. So you have that situation where your ninth grader who's transitioning into high school is in the same building and sometimes even in the same classes and after school programs as kids who are now becoming adults. So understanding how that works and helping your students through that process and talking with them and being open with them, I know it's difficult because what high school student, what teenager wants to talk about stuff like that with mom and dad? It's really hard. But I strongly recommend make the effort. Reach out to them and talk to them about this transition and if you can, share stories from your own experience. That's the best way to make that connection. Not to say that you know it all or you know best, but that you have some understanding of that experience that they're going through. That's the best way to do it in my opinion. So I recommend that. Now there's a lot of other things that we can talk about and what I, we've done is in the uh, notes below, we've left a link to my article on our blog about the transition from middle school to high school. So take a look at that. There's also a lot of resources out there that I reference and, and, and make note of uh, for you to look up in you know, education journals and things like that. Uh, if you uh, like this episode, please remember to star heart whatever you do to tell us you like it. Uh, you can leave notes below or questions below. Please do because we're happy to answer them in upcoming videos. Thanks so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed it. And as always, let's keep learning.